0: Welcome to the Climb Your Mountain Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Maurer, a certified personal trainer, high-altitude mountaineer, and ultra runner. Each week, I show you how to train, eat, think, and live like a mountaineer so you can boost your chances of reaching the summit. My passion is to empower people of all ages and sizes to get outside and live lives of adventure. Remember, mountain climbing will never be easier than today. So let's dive into the show. If tomorrow a deadly pandemic swept around the earth and you had to spend a year at home, would you be satisfied with your life? Oh wait, that just really happened. And if you felt restless and trapped all year, if you felt like life was literally slipping away, maybe it's time to make some changes. In today's episode, we're talking all about inspired action. Doesn't that sound nice? Over the next 20 minutes, I'm going to try to light a fire under your ass to help you climb that mountain, take that trip, run that race, and check off that bucket list before the next disaster comes along. Ready? Let's do this. Today's episode is brought to you by my course, Mountain Fit Self Coaching for Mountain Athletes. So, congratulations, you've signed up for a mountaineering trip or a long distance trek. Now, how the French toast do you get in shape for it? You could hire a coach to help you, but the ones who actually understand our sport are so damn expensive. And even if you get a good one, no coach is ever going to understand your lifestyle, your schedule, and your body the way that you do. The truth is, you will Always be your own best coach. You just need to know what to do and when to do it. That's why I created Mountain Fit. This online masterclass is the roadmap you've been looking for to help you reach your fitness goals. In this course, I walk you step by step through everything you need to transform yourself into a diesel powered hiking machine, even if you're starting from absolute zero. By the end, you'll know how to assess your fitness level, write a training plan that gets results, and choose the best exercises for your goals. And if you need a starting point, I've included 40 weeks that's 40 weeks of training plans you can adapt for your own season. So stop wasting thousands of dollars on Tracy, the big box gym trainer, who has never hiked a day in her life. Learn how to train yourself with Mountain Fit. To check it out, just click the link in the show notes. Hope to see you in there. Hey friends, how you doing? I am a lot of things right now, which some of which we'll talk about in this episode, but i um, Just a warning before we get started, and an apology, I'm not on my normal sound system. I'm also in a place that's not particularly quiet, so apologies if any background noise, if it isn't as loud and clear as normal. I'm hoping audio engineer Dave can work some magic, and this won't be too bad, but Yeah, definitely on a different setup. Why am I on a different setup? I'm actually in Ohio dealing with some family health issues, and I'm recording this on the weekend. I was supposed to be at the Grand Canyon doing my R to R to R, and for the second year in a row, I am not there as planned. So I don't know what it is. I've I've done it once, but... I appear to be like cursed with this trip. We have a group of friends that like to do it every year. We actually have a friend that's done it, I think 15 times, maybe now 16 times. But yeah, I don't know. For whatever reason, the Grand Canyon and I, it's just not happening the past two years, which is a great lead in to our topic for the episode this week. And as you saw, the name of our episode is Why Wait? just do it. I'm really feeling this today, so I'm just going to kind of riff on that and see what happens. So, why wait, just do it? It's actually the title of one of my favorite essays. This is an essay I read when I was probably like 18, 19 years old. It's in Second Helping of Chicken Soup for the Soul, way back when that came out. I'm really old, okay? <laughs> I'm out in myself how old I am. But, um, Basically the gist of the story it's about uh, it's by a man who at a very young age was obsessed with motorcycles with travel he got his first job at the age of 10 bought a motorcycle in his early teens learned to ride it and then when he was still a teenager like rode the motorcycle all over North America went to Alaska had all these amazing adventures that you know people like twice three times his age can't imagine and then i can't remember how old he was but really young Something happened. He was in an accident. I don't think it was a motorcycle accident. It was something unrelated where he was paralyzed and could no longer ride the motorcycle. So as he's writing this essay, he's talking about, you know, my life has had to change. But man, I am so... So happy I went and lived my life when it was available to me that I didn't listen to people that maybe said, you know, it might be more sensible for you to be focusing on high school or college, young teenager who's having all these amazing adventures. And he's so happy he actually went and lived his life when he had time. Amazing story. Amazing guy. Amazing attitude. So what does this mean for us with our adventure lives? It means, quite simply, if you have something on your heart, like a mountain you want to climb, race you want to run, ship you want to take... Go when you can. Like don't screw around <laughs> because life will happen. It isn't a maybe. It's a certainty. And I think we all make this mistake, self included, of thinking we have this endless time. And when I talk about time running out, I'm not necessarily talking about dying or being paralyzed. It might be something good that comes along that forces you to put adventure on the back burner. You might get an amazing job that requires a lot of your time. Your family, yourself or your partner might get pregnant with triplets and Oh my gosh, your life is gonna change (laughs) insanely for a few years. So you just don't know like what's coming down the pike. And I I think we all like to think we're in control and we way overestimate how much control we actually have. We actually don't have control of shit when you really (laughs) think about it. So that's why I really, 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 really just want you to go and live your life while you can. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about this missed Grand Canyon trip. This is, like I mentioned, this is the second year in a row I was supposed to go and didn't get to go. First year, we had to cancel because of COVID. And then this year, I'm home dealing with some family stuff. And I think back to... Three years ago, which was actually the time that I actually did get to go, I actually walked across the Grand Canyon and back. I'll put a link in the show notes to my blog post about it if you want to see some pictures, read what it was like. But I remember that I actually did get to do it three years ago before these two years where I had to miss. And I remember back at that moment when my friend was like, hey, let's go walk across the Grand Canyon, my mind came up with so many reasons why we shouldn't go. It was pretty short notice, I didn't have a lot of time to train. I didn't have a hotel room booked, so that was a whole big ordeal. In order to go, I had to figure out someone to stay with, ended up staying with some really cool people that I actually didn't know very well, but I was happy I stayed with them. But um, that was a big ordeal. Like, and a few people tell me this is a really bad plan. Like, wait till next year, like, wait till you can train properly, like, what are you doing, you crazy nuts. But I am so glad that I went when I did in 2018, and because I had planned it was so much fun and I had planned to go every year and I haven't gone since. So when I look back, I'm so happy. I didn't listen to all the people that told me it was silly or let things like logistics or a hotel room mess me up. I wanted to go and I went. And you know what? It makes these two misses, the, the fact that I'm not there right now, even though I trained for it and was really excited for it, it makes it way less devastating because I've done it before. And you know, maybe I'll get to do it again, but it's not promised, right? I'm so, so glad I said yes when I had a chance and did it once. So why do so many people wait? Like, why was I so tempted to wait? I think it's such a normal human thing. That we throw these obstacles in front of ourselves. So, some big ones that I hear coming up from folks in my life, from folks in my group are money. And I, I get it that <laughs> adventuring is expensive. Mountaineering, you may have noticed, is a really expensive sport or it can be. I mean, I think there are, that's probably a good podcast episode to do <laughs> ways to do it on a budget. Cause man, I definitely had to at some points, but. Yeah, I honestly, when I think back in my life, I had some of my best adventures when I was broke as a joke. And often it meant a certain amount of sacrifice and not being able to afford a hotel room, so sleeping in my car to go on the adventure. Another one that holds people back is vacation. They're like, I don't have enough vacation days to go and do the thing. I didn't realize this until I was older, but for a lot of jobs, you can take Time off unpaid, like definitely something to ask your boss about if that's where you're stuck. People worry about their fitness. Oh, I am not fit enough to do this adventure, and they also, I think, body image comes into this. Um, people who look like me are my weight to my age don't do the thing. So I have a couple other podcasts I'll link to if that's something that's coming up for you. I'll um, definitely link to a couple of things that, that help you realize that you're never going to feel fit enough, and honestly, your body is never going to be perfect for it unless you're like some kind of sponsored athlete that has like endless time to train none of us are going to look like the people we see in the marketing and on the TV and in the movies and it's okay you can still go even if you're not perfectly fit even if you think you're not fit enough kids is another one that comes up uh, people are like oh you know I can't leave my kids long enough to go on the trip or If I invest money in myself, in my life of adventure, I'm taking money away from my children. And, you know, I don't personally have kids, so maybe there's an aspect of this that I'm not seeing. But whenever I hear people use their kids as an excuse, you know what I'm thinking? Like, you're teaching your kids to wait. You're teaching your kids to, like, put their dreams off and then maybe possibly regret them later. So wouldn't it be beautiful to reframe that and really teach your kids to do the things that you love and that light you up and make you excited in life when you can. I think that's such a beautiful lesson for kids. And then I think there's just a lot of people that, for whatever reason, they don't have a ton of confidence in themselves. They don't know. They're like, this is something I've never done before. They just want someone to give them permission. They want some, I don't know, old man in the sky to be like, here is your permission slip to take time off from work and take time off from life and take time off from family and go and do something for yourself. And you know what... If you want a permission slip, you're gonna have to write it for yourself. No one's gonna give it to you. I think a lot of people in our lives are probably the anti-permission slip. They're like, oh, that's so irresponsible to leave your job for two weeks or whatever, and you know, leave your kids for a month or whatever you need to do. And you know what? Those people are like their opinion has nothing to do with you. They're probably secretly wishing they had the balls to do it, and that's why they're pulling you down. So, you know, you gotta let those people go and write a permission mission slip for yourself. Another thing I think people wait for is for it not to be scary. They're like, oh, you know when the time is right, this will feel good and I'll be excited about it. I won't have any anxiety about it. It'll just feel awesome and I'll just like blast into the sky over to the mountain in a cloud of rainbow sparkles. And you know what? That's not going to happen either. And I, I think I have another podcast. I'll put another link on here. But it's always going to feel scary. And the reason for that is brain science. Your brain is not wired for adventure. Your brain is wired actually to keep you at home, to keep you, if you think about it in the evolutionary sense, in the cave where you're safe and you're warm and there's fire and there's food. Your brain don't want you to go out there and have adventures because that's where your brain thinks bad things happen. Your brain brain hasn't caught up to the fact that it's 2021 and we can have adventures and come back and be safe and it'll be fine. So if you wait for it to feel good, for your negative self-talk to stop, for your anxiety to stop, you'll never go. So you got to do it even when it maybe doesn't feel 100% good. So those are some reasons that people wait to have adventure. And now I want to give you just a few reasons to go. And I think a good way to frame it is to think about this pandemic that we just had. Let that light a fire under you. If you felt trapped or stuck, you know, ask yourself, what could I have done that would have made me content to stay at home? really think about it, write it down. And then as soon as you're fully vaccinated, I want you to go and do that. Like, don't wait around. Do not wait for another pandemic. Like, live your life like another pandemic is coming next year. Because, you know, honestly, we have climate change coming. That's going to make life really interesting. So do not wait around. Do whatever it takes to create some urgency for yourself. And the last thing I want to share with you today is that the universe loves inspired action. So what does that mean? It means when you get a crazy hair and go and do the thing that lights you up, that excites you, that raises your vibration... Even if it seems scary, even if there's some anxiety involved, you know, it's something that you are meant to do. You know, when you do things like that, the universe just freaking loves it. Like (laughs) I really think the universe sees that and it's going to kind of rise up and meet you and take care of you. So I think I've told this story on the podcast before. Like a great example is me moving to Colorado. I really wanted to move here. I'm from Ohio, and I was just at a life, a time in life when I was completely broke as a joke, and I was kind of at a crossroads. And it's like you can. Go to school close to home. And if I would have done that, I would have had a scholarship. And because it was graduate school, I would have had a stipend. Like my school would have been paid for. And then my living expenses would have been paid for. And then you get a little extra spending money. So there's no debt involved, right? And then I was also accepted to a grad school in Colorado, same type of program. And I was going to get nothing. And if you know anything about tuition at Colorado's state universities, it's insane because everybody wants to move there. So they charge the out of state people like so much money. I think it was like 20,000 back in the 90s. I'm sure it's like so much more now. People listening are probably like 20,000 is nothing. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I kind of sat there and I weighed these two and I'm like very safe, reasonable life in Ohio or go to Colorado where I really want to go and just be broke. And I was like, screw it. <laughs> I'm going to go to Colorado. That's where I really Want to be right now. So, moved to Colorado for a few months. It was honestly kind of rough. I was, you know, going into a lot of debt. I was working multiple jobs. I had a kind of a hard time finding a place to live. And then suddenly, after about six months, I got. An assistantship, so it was a scholarship and a stipend, same thing I would have had in Ohio. I got in Colorado, and it was actually like the what I was doing for the job for my assistantship was so much better in Colorado. Like I was awesome, and still like has shaped the person I am. I was actually managing an international apartment community, which was so much freaking fun. I can't even tell you, and I learned so much about people and myself, and all to say. Like, if I had just been like, I'll stay in Ohio, because that's reasonable, I might still be there, which is here, since I'm recording it there now. But yeah, I really think the universe like kind of looked at me and taking a risk and this this scrappy little person and was like, you know, I'm going to give this kid a break. This kid is awesome. This kid is living life. And that's what the universe likes to see. So I really encourage you, even if it seems like you are having to take a leap of faith to really do the things, even when they don't seem super reasonable, I really think a lot of times that's just raising your vibration of yourself, raising the vibration of the planet, and the planet's going to come back to meet you with its same vibration vibrations. So friends, I hope that's helpful. I hope all of you are really excited you're going to get off this podcast and go and book yourself the trip you've been putting off and then email your boss and put in for the vacation time and ask for some unpaid leave. Like If you do something like that, definitely let me know because I will just be so proud of you and um living it vicariously through you. And yeah, that's all I have for you this week. We're going to keep it a little bit short and have a wonderful week. I'll catch you here next time. Hey friend, if you're enjoying the pod, there are two simple and free ways you can show your support. First of all, please share this with a friend who might find it helpful. And second, please leave a review on iTunes. Your support means the world to me. Thanks so much for tuning in.